What's popping with you? You're listening to the bonus episode here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast, where I had a conversation, a very uncomfortable conversation about Greek life. Now, God has put this on my heart to speak about for a very, very, very long time. And I believe I was avoiding it because I was afraid. I was afraid of the response and I did not want to be a part of that. But the more that I'm strengthening my relationship with God and the more that I'm allowing God to use me, I'm realizing it's not about my comfortability, that there are souls who are connected to this podcast and the amount of freedom that we're going to experience from this episode is worth more than my comfortability. So I did what I did and I was obedient to God and allowed him to speak through me. And I just want to say that throughout this whole conversation, I spoke in love and that I don't want you to confuse conviction with condemnation and that God has such a big plan for you in your life and anything that is hindering that needs to go. I need you to understand that I love you and I have family, friends who all are a part of this, you know, thing. And God wanted me to speak God has something to say. So when you listen to this episode, make sure that your heart is right so you can receive the full revelation. And remember, don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust God and don't be afraid. God is with you every step of the way. And you'll see how much stronger you are the more that you trust God and allow him to lead your life. So for those who are listening to this, understand that, you know, on the Babbling with Jazz podcast, we have the uncomfortable conversations that people in society tend to overlook or avoid. And I've noticed that this is a conversation that people do overlook and that people do avoid. And God said, what better candidate to serve and be my messenger than Jasmine Charlie on this amazing podcast? So I did it and know that I love you. I'll, I'll do anything for you, literally. Um, not any, anything. If it's in, in alignment with what God wants me to do. <laughs> but I had to do what I had to do. Because your freedom, you being in alignment with the fullness of your life, is so much more important than my comfortability. So we're about to start the show. And know that I love you and God loves you so much more. And he has something big and amazing from you. But sometimes the things that we're spiritually yoked to can hinder that from manifesting. Let's begin the show. What's popping, y'all? You're listening to the Babbling with Jazz podcast, where I, your host, Jasmine Charlie, hold nothing back while living and speaking my truth. I'm on a mission to inspiring those who need it and also having the important conversations on topics that people tend to overlook or avoid. So join me as I babble about this beautiful gift that we call life. What's poppin' family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast with your favorite girl. Who's your favorite girl? I'm your favorite girl. (laughs) I knew that. Your favorite girl, Jasmine Charlie. Man, it's been a minute since I've said that. I know I ended season two back in December and I miss y'all Babble fam. I really, really do miss you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Season three is on the way. We got one more month until season three and man, I just, I'm at a loss for words because season three is going to be so impactful and life-changing. I'm act- I actually get chills. Um, but you know, 
I had to drop this bonus episode um, because what I'm about to talk about today, this is a very serious, um, a very needed um, conversation that I need to spark. Um, The Lord has told me to talk about this for a very long time. I just been kind of beating around the bush and not trying to get to it. And it was more so of like, okay, God, I'm I'm going to do it. I'm I'm going to do it eventually. Like, you know. Um, but God has been patient with me and, you know, God is like, Jasmine, you don't understand that there are souls, literal souls that are depending on you to make this episode so that they can be free. Okay. And I need you guys to know for everyone who's under the sound of my voice, this is, this is God. This is the Holy Spirit. This is God and I love God so much. This is my best friend that I'm willing to do whatever, whatever. I'm not a lukewarm individual. Okay. Yeah. I love God. I talk about it, but I live how I want to No, God, how do you want to use me? How do you want to use me for your kingdom? I want to work for your kingdom. Hire me, pay me. I will do this for free because that's how much I love you. So what is it that you want me to do? What is it? How do you want to use me today? Every single day, every single day, I die to myself. I die to myself and allow God to do whatever he wants to do through me, through me. Every single day, he takes me on a trip every single day. So I need to say, as I talk about what I need to talk about today, as you can tell from the title, I will be talking about in this episode, Greek life, Greek life. It's a very prominent thing um, that obviously for Americans, I can definitely say, especially African-Americans, is very um, embedded um, in our culture. Um, um, Yeah. So I'm going to talk about Greek life. Um, And no, I'm not even going to talk about Greek life. The Holy Spirit is going to talk about Greek life. And like I said, for the longest, God has put this on my heart um, to talk about. And I didn't want to. Mostly because I'm like, God, this is a very uncomfortable, like, you know, daddy, people don't like talking about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? This is a very uncomfortable conversation that people avoid. But what is the purpose behind this podcast? For those who are new listening, um, hi, my name is Jasmine Charlie. Um, But yeah, the purpose of this podcast is to what? Spark the uncomfortable conversations in society that people tend to either overlook or avoid while helping you get in alignment with your life's purpose. But this is why I need to talk about it because am I really Jasmine Charlie if I'm not going to spark up the uncomfortable conversation? And you see, because this is such a topic that is put under the rug, it's on on the hush-hush, not many people talk about it. It's the reason why we're in this predicament where we're in right now. There are people who literally are ignorantly caught up in something that God is not co-signing. But it's due to the lack of knowledge of it. So God isn't mad at you. He, he loves you. Hence why he sent me and he said, my daughter, I need you to get on your podcast. Actually, not even this isn't even my podcast. This is God podcast. Whatever God want me to say, I say it. Whatever he want me to talk about, I do it. And boom, every single episode that I put out that is streaming all across the world, that is a global impact, a global transformation is being made here. It's all God. And I cannot be selfish and so stuck in my comfortability that I will not get on here and speak what God wants me to speak. 
And I, y'all know me by now. I be getting emotional. And with this topic, I probably am going to get emotional. But I need you to understand before I start getting really into what I, into this bonus episode, I need you one to understand that I'm speaking from the heart posture of love. I'm not condemning a single soul. God, you know my heart. God, I am not condemning a single individual. I need you who's under the sound of my voice to understand. You need to be able to discern and decipher the difference between conviction and condemnation. There is a strong difference between conviction and condemnation. So if the Holy Spirit or if God is poking at your heart and you're feeling that conviction, feel it, embrace it, embrace it. And you should honestly thank God that you're getting convicted because there's some people who are so far gone into whatever capacity in their life that they get no conviction. Conviction is proof and it's an indicator that God loves you and he wants you to see him. He wants you to turn around and see that you're falling up short in some area of your life. Conviction is going to bring you back to God, closer to God, whether it's with questions, whether it's with just a a true change of being and character. Condemnation is completely different than that. You see, God convicts, the enemy condemns. The enemy will make you feel want you to feel guilty, like you're stuck in a place, you cannot get up, that you are damned and and, and it's just all chaos, chaos, chaos. Like he really wants you to sulk in sadness and sulk in this guilt. That is not who God is. God is not a God of condemnation. He definitely does convict us though. It's like a, ooh, you know, dang, I'm doing that or dang, I should not be doing this. Let me turn around and do what God needs me to do. It's that type of deal. So I need you to know that one, I'm speaking from the heart posture of love and two, don't confuse conviction with condemnation. What else do I have to say before I jump into it? Cause I'm just ready to go. Holy spirit. Um, three, I want you to understand that what I'm going to be taught, like though I'm going to be breaking all of this down, I need you to understand my viewpoint where I stand period I'm a very spiritual person I don't consider myself religious I have a intimate deep relationship with God and I use the Bible aka his word um to strengthen my relationship with him as well as live the blessed life that he promised me in his word to live the Bible is what has changed my life. The Bible is what literally has given me so much wisdom. It's helped me tap into the spirit and I can see into the spirit oh so very clearly. So I need you to understand that the Bible is what I stand by. And if you are listening to this and if you do not truly uh, believe that the Bible is the word of God, if you consider the Bible a white man book or a man-made book and you don't choose to follow it, then you're locked out of the revelation and it's literally going to keep you out from receiving what God is trying to say and I need you to understand because there's going to be parts in this episode where I'm going to speak spit nothing but scripture because that's what I stand by the scripture don't lie the scripture is truth we need to understand that the world right now is in a fallen state so what that means is that the world what the world deems as normal what the uh, world deems as typically popular or whatever It is literally the opposite of what God stands for. It's in a fallen state. How do we get in a fallen state, Jazz? Because when Adam ate the apple in Eden, 
See, a lot of us, we, we only, you know, some people just think, okay, Adam and Eve ate the apple and they got kicked, kicked out of Eden. No, you need to understand that that moment that they took a bite out that apple, that moment when they disobeyed God, they literally damned the whole world and now the world is in a fallen state. And the only way to see the true intent of what the world is supposed to be is through the word of God, black or white. And if you are a quote unquote Christian or believer, and let me even just say this real quick too, anybody can believe in God, but are you following him? Even demons believe in God. The only difference between a demon and and a follower or or a, a true Christian is that, and I don't even like to put labels because people like to put the religious stamp on there and just, you know, I'm Jasmine Charlie. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus, not even God, Jesus, because some people will say all day, all day long, I believe in God, but call him by his name. Do you believe Jesus came and saved you? But that's a whole different topic. I need you to understand that when I spit the scripture, this is what I'm standing by. The word said what it said. So if you are that person that got the uh, a Bible verse in, in your bio, you, you probably got a Bible verse tatted on you. You'd be saying, oh, thank God, praise God, yada, yada, yada. But you can't. But if you hear a scripture that is now convicting you, you cannot now try to fill it in with your human intellect or not even human intellect. You can't even try to make it fit your circumstance and twist it so you can justify your actions. The word said what it said. It is a two-edged sword, sharp. It's sharp, cut straight in the spirit. It's black or white. God did not make his kingdom this hard, complex thing for us to understand. So I need you to understand these three things. So Greek life, Greek life, Greek life, Greek life. I'm like, God, why do you want me to talk about this? Like, why me? Why did you choose me? Why? I don't want to talk about this. And I need to understand too, one more thing before I jump into this. I love everybody. This is something that I need to express because I have friends that are in these organizations. I have family. This is just bigger than college to me. Like I have actual family, like my blood. Okay. I have family that are in Greek organizations. If if people don't, if you need me to be black or white, Greek life, a.k.a. uh, Greek fraternities and sororities. There. Came out and said it. Because what is Greek life? Fraternities and sororities. Anything that's Greek. I have family. I have family that are involved in these things. I have friends that are involved in these things. So understand, I'm not, I'm not, I, I love, I love you. I'm actually coming on this mic because I love you. Because... I genuinely love you and not only me, but God loves you. And at the end of the day, we all have free will to do what we want to do. But if you are someone who's determined to living the fullness of you, of, uh, uh, if you're a person who's determined to living the fullness of your life, if you want to live the fullness of your life, I'm going to just tell you straight up right now, you being involved in a Greek organization is not going to give you the fullness of your life. That is blocking you from truly experiencing the fullness of what God has for you. And I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down. First, let's talk about how back in the day, okay, during biblical times, the Greeks were known or the people of Greece in the Bible, they were known for worship or not even worship. Yeah, worshiping, worshiping multiple magnitude of gods. 
There were so many different gods in the land of Greece. Um, Paul even went to Greece. Um, I love Paul so much. He wrote one third of the Bible. He wrote your Galatians, your Corinthians, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Ephesians, all that. He was in Greece to, you know, proclaim the gospel to the Gentiles and, and so forth and stuff like that. So understand that the, the, the actual even history of Greek in Greece was uh, uh, not monogamous, uh, many gods, many, many, many gods. And we can even link this with um, uh, mythology, Greek mythology. They had a God for sun. Then we had Zeus and we had this and that, this and that, all these gods. So let that sink in. And obviously, you know, we know that there's only one living, true, true living God. And the Bible then again and again and again proves and talks about how God uh, trumps all these false gods. I mean, there's been times when God um, in the Bible, uh, <laughs> he like didn't like did a, do a contest, but he basically kind of did a thing where he was like, um, you know, okay, if your God can do this, make this God, uh, make uh, this bush turn on fire or something like make it come, to, come on fire or whatever. And these idols, which is really what it is, idolatry uh, or counterfeits, Let's talk about it. There are counterfeits, things that are trying to mimic God. Okay. So understand that the history of Greeks or the Greeks, they were already worshiping multiple, multiple different gods. And now when we come into something called Greek life, even I'm, it's sold even to the black and white point, Greek life, you don't want to live like the Greeks, how the Greeks were living back in the day, because the Greeks were worshiping more than one God. So understand that also in this, in this, you know, I don't even know what to call this thing. Uh, should we say, in this experience, I guess you can say, let's just call it an experience for now until Holy Spirit gives me another um, word to say. You at the end are what? You're making a covenant um, with these things. Oh, let me, I'm jumping the gun. I'm jumping the gun. Let me say this um, for those who are listening. Um, and no, I'm speaking from the heart posture of love. Uh, but understand that if you, and this is straight Holy Spirit right now. And I'm willing to take whatever hits come my way because if I can get one soul, I already saved so a couple souls already. But in the name of Jesus, I'm coming at least for that one. I will leave the 99 for that one. Hear me. Those who have ears, let them hear in the name of Jesus. Okay, so understand that if you are involved in a Greek organization, a Greek fraternity or a Greek sorority, you are not equally yoked with God. You are not. I need you to understand there are spiritual yokes. We talk about talk about all the time. My friends, we need to be equally yoked. My husband, my girl, my wife, my girlfriend, we need to be equally yoked. If if we ain't equally yoked, I can't buy. And though that's cool, some people think that it's um, equally yoked just means we are on the same mental process. We think the same. Um, we have the same values, X, Y, and Z. But it even goes a bit deeper um, than that. We have something called a spiritual yoke. I need you to remember by now, Babel fam, that there is a physical realm and that there is a spiritual realm. So we have the natural realm or we have the spirit realm. So the things that we do in the physical, aka the natural realm, they can either 
they 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 show up also in the spiritual and also remember the spiritual is a manifestation of the physical so what you're doing in the physical realm whatever you're engaged in whatever you're a part of right not even just organizations now what about relationships Hence, sex. You're yoking yourself to someone or something. You are now forming and creating a spiritual yoke, a spiritual yoke. So in the physical, it may just look like an organization to you. It may just look like a a relationship to you. That's cool, but that's the physical. And we should know by now this physical stuff means nothing. Your eye should always, always, always be focused on the spirit realm. And this is how the enemy tries to deceive us because too much of us, we're so focused on what we can see in the, uh, in the physical, that we're not paying attention to what's happening on in the spirit. The enemy doesn't even want you to desire to see in the spirit. Every day I have to literally ask myself, God, I want to have your eyes. Show me what you see. You know what I'm saying? And that's a hefty prayer because once God, once God does give you your, his eyes, you're going to see so much. And typically 99.9% of the time, the people that you're around, they're looking at the physical realm, but you, you see what's happening also in the spirit realm in that very second in time, you get to see what's really happening behind the closed doors, behind the scenes. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know you do. Hear me. There are spiritual yokes. So you now being initiated into this organization, this line, okay, you are now also you've made a covenant aka an oath a promise okay but the thing is god made the covenant with us first back in genesis to abram abraham he was abraham at that time so let's actually let's go to uh but let's see what god also said about making covenants um with things that are not him let's uh take it to exodus 23 uh verse 32 so a little bit background before I read this verse. Um, in this time now, God is speaking um, through Moses. And basically, uh, this is uh, the people of Israel, right? God has saved the people of Israel. They were enslaved in Egypt. And God is now taking them into what? The promised land. But we need to understand and remember that the promised land, the, the special land that God has promised these people who were enslaved for so long, these people were now about to enter the land that God has promised them, aka the blessing. So you can even this apply this to your life. Um, you know, th- whatever calling God has has for you, whatever vision, whatever you know, whatever is the biggest blessing that you believe that God is calling you to do. What 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 do you? What has God shown you? What has He promised you? So God is telling these people, you know, before they enter the land, mind you, the land that they are about to enter to, even though it's it's their promised land, people were already living in this land. Eventually, they were going to overtake the land, um, but people were already living inside the promised land. And not only that, these people were worshiping false gods, aka idols. They were worshiping multiple, multiple, multiple gods. And God is giving them a heads up in um, Gen- I mean, in Exodus 23. He's giving them a heads up of what they're about to experience and literally giving them free game that they, sh- you know, he's going to prepare them and, you know, just do not, you know, do not tweak do not mess this up so in line 32 of exodus chapter 23 god literally said do not make a covenant with them or their gods do not make a covenant with them or their gods them the people that were already in the land and their gods can i say that the greeks 
And when it comes to these Greek fraternities and Greek sororities, these are various Greek gods. So now when you make this oath, when you make this covenant, you are now um, yoking yourself uh, to this God. Though it may, sometimes we think of idols as this wooden statue or, you know, something that is always visible, but it's not always that. But once you've made a covenant and typically, honestly, the only promise, the only oath that we should make is to God himself. You know what I'm saying? Um, but once you make this covenant now, you, you just now formed a spiritual yoke. And one thing about spiritual yokes is the, a spiritual yoke has a stronghold on the progress of our lives. It has a stronghold. So though you may be, you may see yourself elevating here and there, you might get the job, you might get blessings here and there, but it's not the fullness in what God has for you. But as long as you have this spiritual yoke, as long as your soul is literally yoked to this thing in the spirit, you are literally blocking God from getting his full promise to you. So you're really living um, a half living life like you're, you're 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 not living in the fullness. You're not in true. You're not even in alignment with the will of God, black or white. You're not in alignment with God's will. You're not in your purpose. It may look like you're in your purpose. You may feel like you're in your purpose, but black or white in the spirit, you are not in alignment with God. You are not um, in your purpose. We have to remember who the enemy is here, bro. The enemy is the king of deceit. The angel appears as an angel of light. So he's going to look attractive. He's going to look good. He's going to look nice. He's going to look friendly. He's going to look productive. And that's how he reels you in. And you might be saying, well, I've been, I've been doing good. I still go to church. I believe in God. It's not hurting my spiritual. And that's where the enemy wants you. But you need to understand you could confess all day long. God, I love you. God, I'm praying. You can speak in tongues. You can do all that, all that, all day long, baby. You, you can, man, you can do all that all day and long. But you need to understand that as long as you are spiritually yoked to these organizations, you are not in the fullness of your life. You are literally hindering yourself and your soul from truly experiencing the fullness of God. So I'm really talking to those who want to experience the fullness of what God has for them. God is not co-signing this. God is not a part of this. And let me also say, going back to my last statement where, well, I pray, I go to church, I speak in tongues, I literally get the, mm, okay, that's cute. But also, can we remember that in Matthew 15, 8 and 9, um, the Bible said, people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain and their teachings are merely human rules. Let me say this one more time. I need you to get this. I need you to get this. And in the name of Jesus, you will get it. Lord, those who have ears, let them hear in the name of Jesus. Matthew 15, 8, 9 literally told us these people honor me with their lips. Let's stop right there. Their lips. God, I love you. God, I'm going to put you on my bio. God, I'm going to get your name tatted on me. Okay? I'm going to get my favorite verse tatted on me. Holy, holy, holy heaven. Hallelujah. Okay, cute, whatever. Let's keep going. But their hearts are far from me. You need to understand when you make a covenant, you are now surrendering your heart to this thing. So whatever organization you have now, what crossed into, initiated yourself into, you have now surrendered your heart to that. And the Bible has already told us literally, no matter what, we cannot serve two masters. It's literally impossible. 
Like, it's not just something that people just say to be funny and that, no, we, we, no, we literally cannot serve two masters. Like, it's impossible for us to do it because you'll love one or hate the other. No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one or love the other, or you'll, you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. It's black or it's white. So I need you to understand this. And you also need to understand, let's take it back to my uh, season two perseverance episode. What did I say? Whoever you're obedient to shows who's your master. So who are you worshiping? Because we need to understand that a sign of worship is obedience. That's why God wants us to be obedient. Because when you are obedient to God, you're worshiping him because you're being obedient. God just wants your obedience. And half of these organizations, they may look good on the surface. They may look good on paper. But when we get to the nitty gritty, it's God is not the center of that. God is not the center. I don't care if y'all do uh, y'all little uh, Sunday church services together. That means nothing. Do you know the devil can easily go into church too? Do you know he went into when after Jesus died, the one of the first places the devil went and sprouted and did all his nonsense was in the church? So because you guys have Bible study or prayer groups, do not be deceived. You need to start seeing with your spiritual eye. You need to start uh, uh, seeing with your spiritual eye. If you are spiritually yoked, if you are spiritually yoked to the wrong things, it will literally prevent you from living out your destiny. You will live a good life, but are you going to live that blessed life? And I have come here today to tell you, Hear me as I say this. I have come here to tell you, you are not living the blessed life being yoked to these organizations. The devil is bamboozling you. You are now submitted to false gods, counterfeit gods, even though you may not physically think you are. You may not physically think, well, I'm in the spirit. As soon as you make that covenant, as soon as you've crossed over, you have now in the spirit yoked your soul to this organization that is typically under a false greek god anyway can we talk about it and i know this is coming at a lot of people's you know ideologies a lot of people's cultures and backgrounds you may know somebody even if you're not involved in greek you may know somebody who is in, is is in one i know this is a very uncomfortable conversation and people do try to avoid it but why are we avoiding it can we shed the light on this topic please Who is going to do it? People need to get free. The enemy is trying to hold you and rob you of your inheritance. The enemy really wants you to really believe that this God is co-signing this. God is not co-signing this. God is not approving of this. God is not co-signing you being in these organizations. And one thing that always got me was, I know that you can either be paper or you can be made. And what always cracked me up is, well, not even cracked me up, but it always made me like, "Hmm, I don't know, I don't know, is the fact that, and mind you, may may I say to everyone I know who is Greek, I love you. I promise I do. And no, I haven't just felt like this like overnight. Like I've always been feeling like this and you see how I treated you the same. Like I always treat everybody with love. So don't think any of that. And I look at you, you're you're my brother and sister in Christ regardless Regardless how you feel, regardless how you treat, like, I love you, bruh. I love you, sis. So um, back to what I was saying, though. One thing that always just kind of sparked a one, one red flag was how you could be made, okay? And you have to go to, through this process to be made. But then I'm like, but God, aren't I already made whole in you? Like, what are you, what are you making me? 
you're making me a, a blank uh woman or a blank man like no i'm if you when you truly know your identity i'm already whole like first of all i'm daughter of the king what are you making and then it's like you're making me how dare like who made you you get what i'm saying like how can you make me how can you make me now i'm a blank uh fraternity or so i'm not going i'm not name dropping no sororities but you know who you are i'm a blank uh woman i'm a blank man no i'm a kingdom woman i'm repping jesus that's my set okay but it's like you can't make me God made me. God put the destiny inside of me. God gave me my spiritual gifts. You can't make me. And now it's to the point when after some people have now crossed and made it through their process, the process of being made into the blank man or the blank woman that they are. Now they're making, they're, they're letting it consume their identity. You're so quick to call yourself that and, 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 and you're putting a man or a woman of God second or on the back burner. Can we talk about it? You're holding your organization with so much pride, but in your job place, people fail to see if you're a real, if you're a real follower of Christ. Make it make sense. You're able to memorize all these chants, all these moves, but when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to the word of God, the only thing that demons crumble at the only thing that is going to help you live your best life, your blessed life, you can live a mediocre life. And that's what a lot of, that's what everyone who is in these organizations, you are living a mediocre life. And if you do not believe me, try it out and see, try it out and see. There's only, only one way to find out. There's only one way to find out. And you will always live with that in the back of your head. No, I'm going to keep out. Jazz don't know what she's talking about. Okay. Go ahead, but God said what he said. Don't get mad at me. Take it up with your heavenly father, the one that created you, the one that created your mama and your daddy, the one who created every single thing that you know. Take it up with him. Let him show you. Let him give you the wisdom. Let him show you that he's not co-signing this. One thing I love about the Bible so, so much is that it literally, the Bible has prepared us for everything that we're ever going to face on this earth. The Bible already gave us free game about what's about to happen. Though, I know for those who are in these organizations, right, you might go to church. Like I said, you might be born again, baby, speaking in tongues, all that. You may be able to prophesy. You may be able, you may be able to evangelize. You have to understand, number one, before I even jump into this Bible verse that's going to debunk um, all this nonsense that the enemy wants to come cover up and deceive and put under um and put um in the dark like he doesn't want us to shine light on these conversations and, and discuss this um the enemy you're a hoe satan you're a hoe go back to hell um but two it, it's <laughs> it's just funny bro I'm, I'm gonna get to it in a second we need to just understand that when god gives you a gift he will never take it back so you can be sanctified saved all day you can help lead people to christ God will never take that. He will never take away your gifts. Once he gives it to you, he gives it to you. That's the meaning of gift. He's not like, oh, I'm going to snatch it up because you're sinning. No, you can be anointed in that area. You know what I'm saying? So don't be deceived. Don't be fooled. 
So John, um, first John chapter four gave us free game. So this is from verse one. Okay. It gave us free game. He literally said, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. So let me just stop there before we even drop into the gems. This is one thing that I use that helps me. One of the many things. And remember when you have the Holy spirit, Baby, I got the spirit of discernment. I can see straight through you. You can come in my face and look all sincere, but I I have my spiritual eyes. I can see clearly who sent you and what is attached to you. And not, don't play with me. Don't play with me because the God that is inside of me has been here for a long time and he know what he doing. So understand, I want you to look at these organizations, people that you know, and we have to understand. Well, let me, let me, let me backtrack too. I forgot to say this in the beginning. What is sin? Let's talk about it real quick. Sin just means not a part of God's nature. This isn't who God simply is. And as children of God, God wants us to be like him because his main purpose for us to be on earth was for us to be like him, have relationship with him and have dominion over this earth. Though and the enemy is the prince of this world, we have dominion. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have so much power inside of you to cast out these demons, rebuke these demons and live the blessed life that God has for you to live. But since you want to be enslaved and in bondage to things that the enemy is putting traps, what he's trying to trap you in or entangle you in, you're not fully walking in your authority. You're not fully walking in the dominion that God has literally promised you. The Bible is full of so many God given promises, man, literally so many promises. And when you go ahead and can you claim your inheritance, please? You are a descendant of Abraham, meaning you literally can walk the walk like him. You can get the blessed life that God has for you and your family. Let's talk about it. So understand that God literally, there there are ways that you can recognize the spirit of God. If something is not acting as if the spirit of God, sometimes, you know, you know, I may be up here talking right now, but you know, we all have a flesh. We all have a carnal nature. And that is um, one thing that is always fighting against the, uh, the Holy Spirit that is inside of us. So one minute, you know, and, and see, I'll be able to tell, like, say if I'm outside or whatever, and I'm, you know, popping off, popping off, and just letting my flesh just do whatever I want to do and talking crazy out the wazoo, you would be able to tell, okay, that's not the Spirit of God that is manifesting through her. That is her flesh. Or some people who are literally possessed, that's a demon. You get what I'm saying? So it's understanding when you, the closer that you get to God, the more intimate you build your relationship with God, the more that you'll be able to discern, okay, that's God. That's not God because you know, his nature, you know, his personality. So this is why I'm saying that Greek life, these Greek fraternities and Greek sororities, this God is not co-signing this because it's not even close to who he is. God has already approved you. So why are you trying to prove yourself to somebody so you can be initiated into something and now you're claiming you're embedding this a part of your identity? First of all, can we get back to, I need you to freaking remember that these are false gods greek gods idols do you understand so anyways this is how you can recognize the spirit of god line two every spirit that acknowledges that jesus christ has come in the flesh is from god but every spirit that does not acknowledge jesus is not from god this is the spirit of the antichrist which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world 
You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in this world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. I need you to pay attention to that part because that's the most important part. Because though the um, lines who did say, you know, they'll profess the name of Jesus and stuff like that, that's how you know. But it's not even just that. In line five, it literally tells us they are from the world. World and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. So what, what, what are, what are you guys saying? What, what are you saying? How are you acting? Are you acting like the world or are you acting like children of God? You get what I'm saying? You, you have to, you'll be able to dis- decipher and depict their nature. Some of the things when, if you even take it to the different chants, the different rituals, the different hymns, the different freaking hymns that they're saying are not of God. Some even take it to the extreme where they are literally copying, pasting scripture, but taking parts out and inserting their false God or their worldly viewpoints in it, literally blaspheming against the word of God. You are taking a, a sacred, a scriptural text to now worship these false idol gods in your hymns in your fake prayers second timothy chapter four also gave us some free game too it literally said for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine aka the word of god they will not stand on the truth of god instead to suit their own desires they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want them to hear They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Turn aside to myths. What's so funny to me is now even when I just said turn aside to myths, I automatically thought of Greek mythology (laughs) and um, Greek, literally Greek mythology. They'll turn aside to myths. Um, But we need to understand like how it's said in Timothy, bro, like people are literally going to put away the word of God. Remember, we're in the fallen state of the world. And now the people are going to say what they want to hear. So I know it sounds soothing to say what you want to hear is that this is for you and that God is co-signing this and this is not hurting your destiny at all, that this is not in affecting your relationship with God. See, some some of you who are in these organizations that are listening to me, you, you think your relationship with God and God, this is God speaking right now. Thank you, Jesus. God is saying like, you think that your relationship with God right now is great. And it, it might be good. It might be genuine. You might be really in your word. You might be, you know, doing what you need to do, serving at your church, everything like that. But God is literally saying that is nothing even close to how deep and how amazing our relationship can be. But because you are spiritually yoked, you have literally gave it, given your soul to something that is not of me because you made this covenant, because you made this oath. And until you denounce until you break that yoke and denounce and and, and, and and disclude yourself from this organization, you will never see the true promised land that I have for you. Not even the true, you will never see the promised land. Some of you think you're in the promised land. Some of you really think that you're in the promised land, you're living a blessed life. And God is saying, that's not even close to what I have for you. But you'll never see it as long as you are yoked to this in the spirit because it's preventing you from living out your destiny. It is preventing you. So you have to make the decision for yourself. 
Am I going to settle with this complacent, mediocre life? Or am I going to live the blessed, fullness life that God has promised me? You cannot serve two masters. You literally can not. God wants to show you so much. God wants to use you in ways unimaginable. Do you know that since you're yoked to this, God isn't even able to use you to the full extent that he wants to use you to? And if you're not going to do it for you, do it for the people that are counting on you, waiting on you. Like me right now, I honestly could have said, God, I'm good on it. I don't feel like, to- I don't want to talk about this. This is a very hefty topic. Uh-uh, I'm good. Sorry, Lord, Hit, pick someone else. But there's people that are connected to this podcast who need to hear this so they can get the revelation and so that they can live the fullness of God's life for them, of their life for them. So if you're not going to do it for you, do it for those who are counting on you. Because honestly, I'm not doing this for me. I'm really not doing this for me. You know who I'm really doing this for? I'm doing this for the people who don't know, who, 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 who need to hear this, who need to either denounce or stop their process. I know it looks good, but you need to understand your identity. You are a child of God. Do you understand that you are royalty, that your words hold weight? And that if you're in alignment with God, everything will come together as should be. You are not equally yoked with God as much as it may look like it in the physical. Do not be fooled. Do not be fooled. It may look like you're equally yoked with God, that you and God are up to par. But as long as you are spiritually yoked to something that is not of him, a God at that, you will never be equally yoked with him as long as you're a part of those things. And the spirit of deception, the, the spirit of deception that are connected to these Greek, this Greek life and these Greek gods are actually heart wrenching. It's hard to see. It's hard to watch. People are literally changing, literally changing. And some people are so since you're involved, you handed your heart over to this thing. Your eyes can literally be blind to the fact that you don't see it. And only the, the power, the light and the grace of God can open your eyes so you can see it. The word said what it said. The word said what it said. And God even said about, he talked about his yoke. God told us about his yoke in Matthew verse 30. God told us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. You're taking on the yoke of this world. You are literally, your, your soul is in a constant fight, in a constant battle. And you have to honestly think of the things that, you know, these organizations are connected to. Are they really fruitful? Are they, you know, the fruit of the spirit? Are they a fruit of God? Because God did tell us, remember that every spirit, man, that we we should, we should understand that, you know, that they're from the world because they speak from the viewpoint of the world. How are they acting? Are they acting like a kingdom man, a kingdom woman? Are your chants glorifying God? Is God getting the glory for this? Is God getting the glory from your organization? Is he? Or is it your organization uplifting itself and trying to put its name on the map, tearing people away? And you know, another thing God told me he wants me to say is that when it comes to... um. When it comes to, okay, the bonds that people make number that are in various organizations who went through a process together, number one, you're forming trauma bonds. And though it is a bond, it's because you guys are mostly bonding through the trauma that you've been in, good or bad, and not even good, bad. 
You know what I'm saying? You guys have been in a traumatizing and traumatizing doesn't mean mean to always mean literally near death experience, but a bad experience has happened and you both went through it. So you guys both relate on that aspect. And that isn't even healthy when it comes mentally. And those may be genuine, you know, bonds and formations that people make with their line brothers or line sisters. You need to understand that that's, that's in the, in the, in the, in the essence, that's not what God wanted. Like, yeah, God is going to bless the friendship. Like, yeah, that's good. But I didn't want it to be in that way and how you got the bond. You know what I'm saying? You have to understand if you are a child of God and you are royalty, are you walking like royalty when you are even going through your process, doing what you need to do, trying to submit to man? Are you submitting to God and, and doing things that are literally against the word of God? You're doing things that are against the word of God and ask yourself always, is this making God happy? Is this making God proud? Is God getting the glory from this? Or is it just the false God that is getting the the glory from this? God literally also told us in Matthew chapter seven, verse 15, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves by their fruit. You will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit in it, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. See, you need to understand that And also in in line 20, it says, thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. And you can see clearly the type of fruit um, some of these organizations have. I mean, even to some strolls. And you know what's so funny is I feel like people don't want to talk about this because they don't want to disrespect the the organization. It's just disrespectful. It's like Greek protocol, whatever. Cool and cute. No, it's not really cute. It's like, okay, you care more about walking on eggshells to not disrespect an organization, but you, but you can just freely disrespect God blatantly in his face like that in his kingdom. Like, I don't care about no, God's kingdom will always come first. The truth always will stand. You get what I'm saying? So we're trying to walk on eggshells, you know, be on the hush hush a little bit because we don't want to step on nobody's toes. We don't want to offend nobody and none of these organizations or disrespect the organizations. But God is saying y'all disrespecting me. You are disrespecting my kingdom. Can we talk about it? God's kingdom surpasses any of these kingdoms, organizations, jobs, titles that this world will ever give you. Some of us are too focused on the physical and we're not looking at the spiritual. This physical stuff does not matter. Is it worth your soul? Is it worth your soul? Some people I know I've talked to, well, if I join this organization, I got connections, they're going to open the door. You talking about connections? Are you serious? Do you know, do you truly know your identity? Do you truly know your identity? The open doors I can get from this organization as if God isn't even the one that created the door. Do you know who your father is? Do you know how many doors God has opened for me that I didn't even, one, look for, two, was even qualified to get? No organization needed. All I need is my daddy, period. God, that's it. That's all you need. Know your identity. Some of us are wrapping our identities in these organizations that literally are derived from false gods, idols. The more that you wear your paraphernalia, your letters, you are giving more fuel to the false god. You got more paraphernalia for your organization, but when it comes to faith brand clothing line, crickets. 
How does that work? How does that work? No lukewarmness here. We don't got time for it. Are you in or are you out? These organizations, it may look good on the surface. It may look good on the surface, but in the spirit, it is stealing so much from you. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He will do whatever he can to steal from you. It's not always going to look obvious. This is why we need the Holy Spirit. Because the enemy can appear as a sheep in wolf's clothing. And you will not know. You will not know. This is why we need the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit knows all and is all and he will discern for us. There's people who are literally not in alignment with their purpose, but who feel like they are. You are not in alignment with your purpose and it's hurting God's feelings because God wants to do so much for you in your life. But until you denounce, until you break that soul tie, that, that, that spiritual yoke, until you break it, God will never be able to give to you what he wants to give to you because you made the decision to choose something that was not of him. And it has your soul in the spirit. I see it so clearly. I see it so clearly. It's holding on tight to your soul. It's holding on tight to your soul. But until you denounce, and I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard, but you have to. You have to. There's people counting on you. There's people counting on you. Do not be selfish about this. Think about your future children. Think about the generations upon generations. Don't you want to break generational curses? Don't you want to see the fullness of your life? If you did, you would let go. You would denounce. You would denounce. God has a big promise over you and your life and he wants to give it to you. My spirit grieves every single day. I have family. I have family members who are in these organizations. I have friends who are in these organizations. And to know that they are not in alignment with their purpose. Do you know that is my purpose to help you get in alignment with your purpose? That's what means so much to me. And I literally cannot anymore. God forced me. God said, Jasmine, you have to. People are counting on you. There are souls connected to this freedom from you speaking. I have to speak on this. Your soul is literally in yoked with these false gods. These gods that are taking from you. God is better. The kingdom is better. God wants all of you, not half of you. He wants your whole heart. God is a jealous God. He does not like to share. He will not share. He is too holy. He is too powerful to share. If you are going to choose something that is not of him, he is going to let you. Don't think just because you can prophesy, you can do X, Y, and Z, that you're in the clear. You're still not in the fullness. I could bet money on it. I can bet my life on it. God, I give you full authority in the name of Jesus. God who split the Red Sea. God who made the covenant and promise to Abraham. If this is a lie, if anything I said on this show is a lie, God, I give you hands up and raised right now in the name of Jesus. God, I give you full authority to cast me down right now. Strike me down, Lord. Strike me down if this is a lie. God, I give you full authority. God, I give you full authority.
God, I give you full authority. The enemy is trying to keep you in bondage. Bondage doesn't always look like you're depressed or in chains or in sadness. Don't confuse your freedom with free will. You had free will to or, uh, to join and apply for these organizations. And because you got in, you think, oh, I'm free. I'm still doing. No, you're in bondage. Some things the enemy does, it looks enticing. It looks nice. It looks glamorous. Remember, he appears as angel of the light. He looks good. He looks beautiful. He looks fun. He looks popular. He looks interesting. He looks extravagant. How else will he be the king of deceit, the father of lies? Trust me on this. Trust God on this. Do not be afraid to denounce. Your purpose is more important. So many of you say you want to live the fullness of your life. You want God to use you to the fullest capacity. But as long as you are yoked to these organizations, you are not going to see it. So I'm asking you, who are you going to choose At the end of the day, black or white, is it your organization or is it God? You pick. And your decision, you're going to have to fight, I mean, deal with the consequences of that on your own. But know that God is calling you home. God wants you to come home. God wants you to come home. He says, lean on me. Do not lean on your own understanding. That's what some of us have done, right? How we've gotten in here. Some of you have made ignorantly, you may have not known. And that is okay. Hence why I'm here. That's why God sent me. Some of you had these questions and you didn't know and you needed confirmation. This is your confirmation. Some of you genuinely still don't know. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Submit to God and let it go. Break the yoke. Denounce. I know it's big. I know it's hard. You may be like, what are people going to say? I got family who know. I got family members who are in it. Focus on you. There are lives connected to you doing this. God literally wants you to be in alignment with his will. He wants you to be aligned with his will. He has a promise for you. Jesus literally told us in Matthew 24, 24, that for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. Jesus gave us free game that though, yes, you know, my organization, we do campus cleanups. We have church service. We have Bible study. Uh, we give back to the homeless or uh, or my pastor is a part of these Greek organizations. Um, and, and or my my favorite uncle or something. And he's super saved. He loved him some Jesus. He knows the Bible like the back of his hand. Jesus literally told us. That these people will produce uh, great signs and wonders. Great signs, not just signs, great signs. Why? Because like I said earlier, when God gives you that anointing, when God gives you a gift, period, it's yours. And it's up to you now, or it's up to you, or if you're going to surrender it to the enemy and let him uh, distort it. If you're going to let him pervert your gifts. Do you understand what I'm saying? So just because your pastor or your, your favorite aunt or uncle and they super saved and they're in these organizations, Jesus gave us free game. 
It's to deceive. And it's not them. We cannot take this personal. I want you to understand that this is the enemy at the end of the day. Same with this coronavirus nonsense that's going around, like everybody's freaking out. Me, personally, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm a child of God. You know what I'm saying? What am I worrying about? I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Um, And it's like we need to see the things behind, beneath, beneath, beneath the surface. Enough of the surface level conversations, the surface level thinking. Beneath the surface, the enemy is running this. This is all demonic. It's not of God. Demonic just means it's not of God. It's And if it's not of God, who is it of? The enemy. It's that simple. It's not in God's nature. God already made you whole. So why do you need to go through a process to be made? You're whole in Christ. Do you truly know your identity? Do you know that you're heir to the throne? Do you know when you speak to situations, they must obey you? Being a part of these organizations is hindering your relationship with God. It's not as intimate as it possibly can get because you're yoked to this thing. And I don't know about you, but my relationship with God is so much more important than being a part of any organization or having a job title or whatever the case may be, money. I don't care. If it comes between my intimacy with God, I don't want it. That's how much I need him. We all need him. Stop running to substances or or situations or people or extravagant things to give you what God can already give you. God owns everything. God just wants you to come home. You think you're home. You think you're good with God. You think you're in alignment with his purpose, but you're not. As long as you are a part of these organizations, you are not. And it hurts to say because it's like, but how? Like, it doesn't make sense. And it's the truth. And all I can do, I'm just a messenger. God sent me. You have any more questions, chop it up with him. I mean, I might be able to answer some, but not all. Like, this is between you and the Lord. God wants to do so much for you and he cannot because you are yoked to something in the spirit that is hindering not only your spiritual growth and the progress of your life. And do you understand that that's actually hindering other people because people are connected to you? It may look good on paper, but it's black or white. Whatever organization, if you are part of an organization, take a a deep look at your history Besides, we already know Greek, regardless, Greek gods, that's different gods already there. That should already be your number one. This is not of God. But two, take a look. And some of you already know this. You've just been trying to bypass it. And think of the things that you had to do as a child of God. Is it reflecting? Is it giving glory to God in his kingdom? What type of fruit is your organization bearing? Think of the mindsets of some people that are in these organizations, completely brainwashed, completely, you know, just in there. And we got to show love, show love, show love. I've never not once came at an organization. I show love. My name is Jasmine Charlie. I love everyone. And because I love you, I had to make this episode because I'm, I'm coming for at least that one. God is saying, come home. God is saying, don't wait, do it now. Because you don't know what tomorrow, if tomorrow's even promised. 
And sometimes when you try to say, I'll do it later, I'll do it someday, and that someday never happens, that someday is an excuse because you don't want to take full accountability of the present moment and do it now. It's blocking you from so much in the spirit. You're not equally yoked with God. You're deceived. And it hurts to say, and you might think that you are, you want to fight and argue that. But the word said what it said. As long as you are spiritually yoked to something that is not of God, you are not in alignment with him. And if you are not in alignment with him, how do, how do you think you're going to get the fullness of your life? And I need this to be known. So as we begin season three, next month, March 12th, we're getting to work and we're mastering ourselves. We're getting in alignment and we are breaking generational curses. But you can't break generational curses being yoked to these organizations. You can't break generational curses being involved in these Greek organizations. You cannot. There's no way. So I need you to trust me and trust God. You're not free. It may feel like freedom, but you're not free. You're being deceived by the enemy. And I hate the enemy because he can make things look so good. He can make people look so good. But in the end, it's just all a scam. It's all a trap. I just want to end with that, okay? God is saying that Greek life is not of him. God is not co-signing these Greek fraternities and sororities. He's not behind this. That is not his nature. And he does not want his children to fall into the trap that the enemy has set before them. You're stronger than that. You're better than that. Know your identity. When you truly know your identity, you'll understand that you don't need anything. Truly honest to God, you don't need to be a part of anything. You're just about just the kingdom of God. You just need God. He will open doors for you like no man can close. He will give you peace like no man can close. He can give you community like never before. And you know the bond that some of these line sisters and line brothers make? That should be the bond between all humankind. We should all that's how we should all be with each other, one another. Not oh, because you're not a part of us. And yeah, you cool, but we, you know, me and my LB, my L, my LS, we more, we more rock a little bit more tighter. Mm-mm. We're all family here. And I love you. And I'll see you in season three. Actually, Laura, let's end with some prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for giving me the strength to do it, to make this episode. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for the lives that are about to, you know, walk away from this organization that is literally not feeding their soul, but only taking away from them. God, I pray that everyone that is under the sound of my voice may understand that this organization, that Greek organizations, that Greek life is not of you. May you show them divinely and clearly how this is not of them. I mean, not of you, Lord, that this is not something that you're co-signing. God, I pray that you're able to get through your blessing, the generational blessing that you have for all of us. And God, reveal to us what is hindering us, what is blocking us from fully receiving what you have for us. God, I pray that those who are under the sound of my voice, they get the strength. They receive the strength, Lord God, to walk away from what is their normal, to walk away from what is comfortable to them, Lord. God, I pray that they, they, that they don't seek validation, Lord God, from men, 
from people of this world, Lord God, but may they seek only validation from you. You have already approved us, God. So we don't need to prove ourselves to man. We don't need to win people over with our letters, God, or with our, um, our, our, our actions, Father God that you have already made us. You've already made us whole. You've already approved us. You have no lack. You did not mess up. You don't mess up. You're perfect. You have divinely and purposefully created all of us. So God, I pray that we're able, that our our, our souls are on fire to be a part of your kingdom. May we understand that your kingdom is the only thing that matters. Your kingdom is peaceful It's empowering. It's powerful, Lord God. It gives us so much strength that we never even knew that we had nor needed, Father God. That with you, God, you can open so many doors for us and close the ones that need to be closed. God, I pray that more confirmation upon confirmation arises in all those who are listening my under, under the sound of my voice, all that they hear me. I pray that more confirmation is given, more confirmation, God, more confirmation, more confirmation, God. Let May they see with their spiritual eye, Lord God. May they not focus on the physical, God. May they see what is going on in the spirit. May they understand that we are in war. We are in war. And may they be geared up. May they put on their armor every day, Lord God. May they not be deceived. I cancel right now the spirit of deception. It's loosening in the name of Jesus. Chains are being broken in the name of Jesus. People are coming to Christ in the name of Jesus. No more deception. No more deception. No more deception in the name of Jesus. People are set free, God. I want to thank you for your patience and your mercy. I pray that no one feels condemned, God. They don't feel bad. But may they understand that it's your grace and you're calling them home because you have something for them. That you'll wash all of our sins clean in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. And thank you for the souls that are that got the revelation, God, and that are about to make the best decision of their entire lives. Show up and show out like never before for them, God. And may their denouncement, Lord God, be uh, a testimony for someone else. I thank you. I love you. And in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Babel fam, I love you so much. Um, And I got to go. I got to work on season three right now. Um, I'll see you March 12th. Just understand, man, in a nutshell, God has so much for you. And it's up to you if you're going to allow things to block him from coming in because you could only serve one master. You cannot serve two masters. You may think that you can be in this organization and still, you know, be a follower of Christ, but you can't. There's no way. In the physical, everything may seem nice, but in the spirit, your soul is yoked and connected to something that is not of God. And until you denounce You will be set free and you'll live in the generational blessing and the fullness and be in true alignment with the will of God. And you will see it. You will feel it. God will show you more like you're in the spirit already, but you're not even you're on the surface level of the spirit because you haven't tapped into the deep, deep, deep stuff in the spirit because you're holding on to things that are doing nothing but taking from you and bringing wage on your soul. At least if you're not going to do it for you, do it for the ones that are connected to you. They're counting on you like people were counting on me. I love you. I want you to know that. Jasmine Charlie, signing out. As I always say, though, (laughs) stay true to yourself. Positive vibes only and remain in alignment with the perfect will for your life, which is 
God's will.